So welcome to this week's Nine Hertz podcast. Uh, you might recognise this band because we've played them a lot recently. Uh, the band Throth from Bristol. Um, they've been going for a while now, and this is their 10th release um, called Haunted by the Medium. A, a sort of like a longer um, sort of release this time, Pete. I mean, I know we've been playing them for a while, um, but yeah, this this is, um, it feels more like an album, um, a, a bit more kind of um, lengthy in, in the sort of, um, content wise um, really good I mean that song was called Letterman is a Liar but the whole record um, has that distinctive Throth sound but again I I struggle to pigeonhole this band at all and I think that's why I like them so much but why we both like them so much um, mm. really interesting again isn't it yeah it is you know there, I, I've mentioned before you know I've, we've played them so many times I've probably you know repeated myself but they're a band you know they put out so many releases, but really quickly, they were they're like I, I think of the one of my lockdown bands. You know, really kind of helped, and I don't know there's something about the the music and the fact that it's particularly through the vocals, it's so desolate. It's like this grumpy misanthropy, you know, mm. at, at the world at large. Um, and then when it's set to that slow paced, weighty yet dreamy noise, it it, it feels like it gives you know you talk about pigeonholing it. It gives like absolute credibility to the phrase doom gaze which otherwise would be you know is is a potentially worrying show my title yeah um <laughs> you know I, I i really liked it I, I, of course i knew i was going to like it anyway because I've, I've liked every single thing they've done um this is one of the more obvious tracks the most standout tracks it's got a bit of a chorus about it which you know with 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 the lyrics where it's talking about letterman um, saying his favourite song is Everlong, uh, and that being a lie. Um, <laughs> God knows where that came from. And then just uh, just finally to say as well, the band got in touch, uh, you know, early on they sent this through to to us in advance yes. and, and actually asked us to be involved in picking the order of the tracks, which was, I mean, something, you know, I've never been in a band and not something I've had experience. It's always a yeah, task, yeah. I, I never realized, you know, I mean, this is almost like a subsidiary thing of being in a band. And I, you know, and, and one thing when it came through and I realized it was a full album, I was like, right, okay, this is this is going to be quite a choice, not like a you know, four tracks and, and pick an obvious order. Um, and I, I you know, it's just like, how do, how, how do I approach it? Do you, you know, do you yeah. work out your favorite songs and place them accordingly? You know, do you load them up front? Do you mix slow and fast? Do you, do you look, you know, I was looking at the endings of songs and the starts of songs to see if I needed to marry those up, general moods of things, you know, general moods of the lyrics. I, it was it was um, eye-opening <laughs> and uh, yeah. really enjoyable. It was, I, I really, I did, I, you know, I overthought it, I think, probably. I don't know if you can. Of course, it, but, yeah. <laughs> um, and then came up with an order. And all, I think what they said is all but one song. Um, which they moved in from my order is the order on there. So that's the, you know, you know, it's, it's a small thing, but that's like an honor for me. So nice to know. Um, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I was really grateful for that chance. Yeah. I think that's, that's quite interesting. You know, you, you kind of don't appreciate as a, a lay person outside a band, I guess that mm. that's something that you have to kind of, I mean, most of the time you put your best ones first and that's the, that's the general gist of it. But if it's kind of like a lengthy one like this, it's, it's difficult. I think you know that um, an atom in the city, the, the really lengthy one with the samples all over it, that yeah. that fits at the end. That's that's perfect. But yeah, I'd have struggled to really order these. You know, I didn't get a chance to um, to spend some time with it. But yeah, uh, I think you've done a great job, Pete. <laughs> and, 
uh, thank and you froth, you know so, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well. but you can take your applause later yeah <laughs> it's all good but yeah brilliant record as ever and i think um I, I say this every time i would love to see what they do live um if they're in bristol they should really be playing art tangent i think that work incredibly well you know in a tent in the middle of the day yeah. or something it'd be amazing there's, um, there's reference in one of the songs to them playing leads it's in the lyrics which i saw which um i think it's about seeing seeing someone seeing a girl there when they played leads now i suspect that's not with throth but that might be with another band but they do seem to be you know they appear to be a bit of a mystery still and with no you know um no presence on facebook and, and that so who knows but hopefully one day one day one day we'll, we'll keep telling ourselves that pete yeah, yeah. We'll keep telling ourselves that yes yeah, so that's brilliant so if you want to hear this um yeah you can head to throth.bandcamp.com um and as ever they've got their discography on sale you can get all 10 releases for about six pounds 50 at the moment so that's amazing really um absolutely brilliant so as ever it's nine hits podcast it's nine of the best tracks that we've found through submissions or sort of scouring the underground via Bandcamp and uh, other sort of genres uh like genre bending uh, sort of pools of creativity this week um next up is a band called still form and uh, this is on hex records uh, from portland oregon now this this band kind of really hit me as something quite unusual and, and special really um really interesting i mean um they say that like this band kind of comes from um, the ashes of a few others and um yeah the vocalist has been in um several kind of um similar bands but i think this is kind of like a statement um uh, for like where he's going next really lyrics are fantastic um delivery is really sleazy and and like raspy um the music's like very sort of dissonant. I, I I absolutely loved this piece. I don't know what you thought of it. Yeah, I liked it. It it reminded me of Kowloon Wall City a lot, which um, yeah is a very favourable comparison for me. Yeah, particularly recently, I've really got into those. It, but it has its own distinction. It's not just you know not, yeah not you don't want to just kind of label it alongside some other bands. I, I really like the vocals. You know, it it feels like it's got a slacker grunge feel to it almost. I I got out of it. Um, I was looking on the on the Bandcamp page, the label description talks about how it simply can't be called metal or, or even noise rock. Uh, despite mm. that being the most, you know, it probably is the most approximate genre for this. It goes on to say, like, it should be considered just weird and heavy. And uh, that's, you know, that's right up my street. If it's going to be noise rock, I want it weird and heavy every time. And this kind of, this provided that fix for me. Yeah, definitely. Um, I really want to hear the um, guitarist and vocalist's uh, past band marriage and cancer i've not heard of them before but sounds mm. interesting um but yeah um just a really interest interesting and intense record i guess um yeah so if you want to hear this uh, you can head to hexrecords.bandcamp.com the um, record's called from the rot is a gift uh, and we're going to play the second track off here this is pig's end <laughs>
Okay, so that was still form on Hex Records. Absolutely brilliant there. Next up, we have a band called Necroplanet, uh, who've released an album called um, Negative Space. This is fantastic. This is like a combination of like feral sounding doom and like this really weird kind of drone kind of sound. Um, again, a two piece just making incredibly earth shaking music. And um, yeah, what a what a release. Mm. Oh, I know. It absolutely blew me away. This this whole album, the whole album is amazing. I, I had to, I played it through three times in a row without knowing, because I didn't know which track to pick for this podcast mm. because it, there were so many and eventually kind of settled on on the title track. I think it was this title track was pre-released and I heard it, I thought that's, that sounds really special. And then, and then when, you know, the album came out uh, last week and it just, I, I was just amazed with it. It's, it's so good and just sounds slightly different from anything else you've heard. Mm. You know, the self, the self describe as cosmic funeral doom, which is perfect. That sounds, you know, that that's, we will go for that every time. And and there is something in there, you know, it, you know, like you say about the droning element, the funeral element, but bring in these, this cosmic sense of it, you know, it gives it this aura and then, you know, a bit of a black metal influence in there as well. I guess, mm. You know, like the moon cover, it maybe even makes you think of like the Beherit um, album. I, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I love the astral focus of it. It's kind of, you know, an astral focus which focuses on the voids rather than the stars, I guess. Because hmm. it's, it's, it's completely bleak. It's, But I just found it to be like this overwhelmingly involving, you know, I felt completely, I was part of it. I, I, I was so um, taken over by it. It's dark and it's oppressive, but, but, it's alive with it. I think it's just a stunning release. The whole album. Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, I imagine if you saw it live, these two would be like running around the stage, like making this happen because there's so much going on mm. and there's so many influences, even though some of the parts are kind of, um, you know, bleak and, and sort of not much is going on. I imagine the, the means to make that happen is, is quite intense and they'd probably be quite exhausted by the end of, um, of making this racket. Um, yeah, just really impressed by this. And again, is if if you can kind of play that something that's drony and doomy and, and despondent and negative over and over again, then um, yeah, you're onto a winner, really, aren't you? Um, so yeah, the full digital album is uh, is out now, uh, and you can get it via necroplanet.bandcamp.com. Like we say, we're going to play the title track. This is negative space.
So that was Necroplanet. Next up, we've got a very unusual collaboration. So Finders Keepers Records are um, kind of like notorious for releasing some of the most interesting records around, really. They're, they're very good at kind of finding either archive or library music or really strange like um, stuff that hasn't been issued in different countries before. You know, it might have been on like a really short run um, in, I don't know, like Southeast Asia or um, I don't know, like Russia or something like that. And they, they bring all these amazing releases to life. There's been some um, absolutely fascinating records over the years. And um, it's a really kind of special label and it's, it's worth kind of exploring. Um, it's, much, it's not all kind of like nine hertz fair, but it's um, certainly one that's uh, kind of, fascinating and uh, a bit of a journey when you go into it and um, what they've done recently is teamed up with uh, the verdant brewing company uh, and uh, they've released a sort of i don't know like a collaboration called making global sound local not quite sure of the beer connection here i think it's um it's more like you know like um if you if you don't like usual beers or usual music this is uh, kind of like a combination for you but um yeah really really interesting kind of um thing they've put together here and i had to pick this song that we've uh we've sort of singled out to play uh by a, a sort of artist called Sreng santi uh, it's called kuen kuen lung lung and uh, you might sort of um, recognize a um, sort of Black Sabbath riff in there um, at some point. But um, yeah, Pete, what did you make of this? Because it's completely unusual, isn't it? I, I, I absolutely loved it. And it's this song, I did, and I've only just realized today that the rest of the album, so I had a lot of fun with it there. And this is one of the most fun songs we've ever played, really. Um, you, you know, like you sent this to me, I think as soon as you found it, rather than wait for the day yeah. we swap our songs. And, and I think you know, it's almost like um, you were giddy with with the excitement of finding mm. it. And, and, and I was on holiday when, when I when I got it. And, <laughs> but I, I made time. I made time to listen to it that night while I was on holiday, and immediately knew I knew why you felt like that and why you had to send it me there and then. Um, it just you know, obviously kind of the 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 Iron Man riff stands out. Obviously, you got you like it's almost. It, it doesn't need to be there, really. You know, it's a song no. in its own right. But that, that, but that makes it all the weirder and better. The fact that they've just stuck an I am, you know, Black Sabbath riff in there anyway, even though it doesn't. It's not a cover of that, and it could just be any riff. They could, you know, they could come up with any riff of their own, but they, they've just got on. Oh, we're going to use that, um, and that, you know, obviously that grabs your attention. But then it just, it's just an incredible song. I, I loved it as soon as she sent it to me. Um, there's no way of comparing this. There's no point even trying to explain it. I think it is just a let's put it on and say, you know, let everyone else share that joy, because it's just it, it, that's what it is. It's is pure joy. And and now I've started to listen to the rest of the release. It feels like this treasure trove of wonder. Um, so yeah, I'm going to be following this label from now on because it, it was just it, it's opened something up. Yeah, I think um, the independent music podcasts play a lot from this label, and rightly right. so. You know, it's like really strange little gems that they sort of curate from the past. I think uh, Canary Records do something similar, uh, but sort of like with older, um, kind of almost like lost recordings from like wax cylinders and things like that. So that's a bit more kind of esoteric. But yeah, these guys have such a great taste. And um, yeah, I think this is why you can kind of see why. Um, so yeah, um, we're going to play this. I have no idea about the artist, but I love it. Um, I thought it was absolutely brilliant. So you can find this via finderskeepersrecords.bandcamp.com. Uh, yeah, like I say, we're going to play Sereng Santi. This is Coin Coin Ljubljung. <laughs>
งลงลงลงขึ้นขึ้นไม่ยังไม่ยืนขึ้นขึ้นลงแต่เย็นนะไปลงคอนแจงขอบฟ้าไม่แดงก็ไม่ยอมลงถึงใครจะห้ามมันก็ไม่ฟังมันขึ้นไม่ยังถึงใครไล่ส่งรู้หรือเปล่าว่าอะไรกันรู้หรือเปล่าว่าอะไรกันนั่นคือพระจันทร์น้ำมันขึ้นมันลงขึ้นขึ้นลงลงลงลงขึ้นขึ้นไม่ยังไม่ยืนขึ้นขึ้นลงลงบางขึ้นตอนเช้าหลังเจ้าไก่โหพุบพุบโผล่โผล่ขึ้นโลไม่ลงพอตกตอนเย็นอ่อนเรียวอ่อนแรงสีเปลี่ยนเป็นแดงดูเหมือนกระดงรู้หรือเปล่าอย่าเดาเดียวผิดรู้หรือเปล่าอย่าเดาเดียวผิดคือพระอาทิตย์เช้าขึ้นเย็นลงขึ้นขึ้นลงลงลงลงขึ้นขึ้นไม่ยังไม่ยืนขึ้นขึ้นลงที่สามเลวสามรายกาดมันขึ้นพวดพลาดขึ้นแล้วไม่ลงทําไมจึงขึ้นขึ้นจริงไม่รู้ได้แต่ยืนดูเห็นขึ้นจงจงรู้หรือเปล่าว่าคืออะไรรู้หรือเปล่าว่าคืออะไรก็สินค้าเมืองไทยละขึ้นไม่ยอมลงขึ้นขึ้นลงลงลงลงขึ้นขึ้นไม่ยังไม่ยืนขึ้นขึ้นลงลงไอ้อย่างที่สามเลวสามรายกาดมันขึ้นพวดพลาดขึ้นแล้วไม่ลงทําไมจึงขึ้นขึ้นจริงไม่รู้ได้แต่ยืนดูเห็นขึ้นจงจงรู้หรือเปล่าว่าคืออะไรรู้หรือเปล่าว่าคืออะไรก็สินค้าเมืองไทยละขึ้นไม่ยอมลงโซ่ that was a track from the new Finders Keepers compilation with uh, Verdant Brewing Co. Next up, uh, we've got a band called Mammoth Volume out on the Blues Funeral Recordings. Now, Pete, this is an absolutely brilliant record. Like, um. From the start, it's just this almost like a Goliath, just like taking over. Um, the sound is so overwhelming. I had to kind of take a moment and just like breathe um, when I first started listening to it. I, I thought this was absolutely breathtaking. Yeah, it's I'd love Mammoth Volume. I th- I think they've been away uh, for many many years. I don't I know that this is a return, but I don't know um, if there's it's kind of the second album in the return or anything like that. But they're a band who I listened to 
when I was in Stoner Rock in, in Stoner Rock Hades, like the their self titled album for me is you know, if 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 ever I get into conversations about the the depth and quality of Stoner Rock in, in that time, which I have been known to when drunk. Um <laughs> Mammoth Volume self titled. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um the the self titled album by Mammoth Volume is is my is my evidence that you know this is a band not many people heard of. You know, it's below obviously you your kind of your big names of the you know Caius Monster Magnet and so on. It's below the kind of the European big names of Dozer and Be- uh, Beaver and so on. And yet still, it's such a good album. It's you know, and it is pure stone rock. And it is, it, I mean, I, everyone should go listen to it. It's, they've got it up on Bandcamp. They released it a couple of years ago. Uh, just listen to the first track called Seagull. It gives me chills just listening to it because I've had it on again. It's prompted me. Mm-hmm. So then. This was a bit of an unexpected return for me. Maybe I haven't been keeping tabs close enough. But when I found it, I was I was really excited. Um, I think they've gone a bit proggier um, with yeah. with age, I guess, and that and that's not a bad thing. You know, it's good to see the band have evolved, especially within Stone and Rock. It should, you know, they shouldn't sound just like they've come to step, you know, out of nineteen ninety nine again. Um, it reminds me a little of their compatriots, Greenleaf, or you know, an amazing band. But ultimately, it's just as a, especially as a fan of the band from twenty years ago, it, it just feels like a grand return, you know, for a band I'm very fond of. They've grown, they've changed, but it is still that cool Swedish band creating awesome stoner rock. Yeah, and um, this sounds crushing. You know, it's mm. um, I think it belies a stoner rock um, description as well. It, it's it, like you say, it's more proggy than than stoner yeah. i think now as well so yeah yeah I'm, I'm i'm a big fan of this already I, I guess like comparisons you could probably say elephant tree but a bit heavier mm. elder maybe um yeah i just I, I appreciated this a lot so yeah really really cool so um yeah the new record is called the cursed who perform the lava god rights which is amazing in itself uh but we're going to play a song up it called lullaby of doom uh and you can get this at mammothvolume.bandcamp.com <laughs> Outside the portal 
Okay, so from the epic sounds of uh, Mammoth Volume, we're going uh, straight over to Canada for a band called Bugfight, who've um, put out a demo, short and sweet sort of demo. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just this horrible scraping uh, grindcore kind of sound. Um, but like maybe a bit of hardcore in there as well. Um, really exciting. Um, love a good demo like this, especially a grindcore demo. Um, and yeah, I think we were both going to pick this one, weren't we? We were, yeah. I did. I just really enjoyed it. I mean, I obviously made aware of it through Morbid and Miserable Records, who are always worth following. Um, you know, they're not a single genre label, but there's always going to be something strange about the releases, I always find. You know, it's hardcore, there's death metal, there's doom. There's just outright odd stuff on there. You know, you you won't love everything, but you'll get something from every, every release they put out. Um, what I found as well, you know, I, I I struggled when I was thinking about choosing them. You you know, you beat me to the punch in that sense. Um, I struggled to pick a song, and actually, I think the whole thing's twelve minutes. It's it's you yeah. know, it's many tracks, <laughs> but it's twelve minutes long. And you know, we we will say this. You know, we've said it before. We'll say it again. List the whole thing, but really, it's twelve minutes. List the whole thing. It just it, it you know it makes you feel more alive than when you started after you've put it on. You know, I, I think I've had it on twice in mornings since it came out. Just practically as a wake up call for my day. Yeah. And it just, I feel, <laughs> I feel happier despite its grimy nature. I feel happier, you know, as a result of that. Yeah. And to be honest, for once, the uh, comparisons that the, the band sort of mentioned, like recommended for fans of Capitalist Casualty, Spaz, and Dead in the Dirt, that's perfect. That is an absolutely accurate and uh, pleasing kind of description. So, yeah, um, you know what you're getting here. Uh, bug fight uh, fantastic so yeah if you want to hear this um you can go to morbidandmiserable.bandcamp.com um i think there is a tape version available somewhere but you can get the digital album for one dollar so um yeah no excuses really so this is bug fight and a song called the wall <laughs> So that was a band called Bugfight uh, with a song called The Wall. Um, we're sort of staying on almost like a grindcore, uh, sort of like grindy brief tip here uh, with a split release by um, Live and Die and Breaking and Entering. Um, this is a very confusing um, release, Pete. This is just so, I don't know, 
they, they call it, they just say uh, it's Memphis power violence, which is perfect description again. Um, I just really enjoyed this. This was horrible. And um, the song we're going to play almost has um, an extra bonus, like little grindcore song at the end as well, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I always forget about it when I've got it on. And then um, it just, you know, like in the old it, it, the old days of CDs and things weren't made. Yeah, for secret tracks. Yeah. 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 You've, they've gone now because it's kind of pointless having them. In the world of mm. digital, so you know, and then then you suddenly jump back when it when it came on because you've forgotten the CD had ended. Um, I that's happened a few times as to this. Um, uh, yeah, I I just I loved it. The the mix of a mix of power violence and sludge. It's it's a natural pairing mm. in terms of it, it it being terrifying and disturbed and oppressive sounds. You know that that's that's for sure. But but they're at the opposite ends of the tempo scale, and. <laughs> You know, complete. You know, like fast as anything to you know to purposely trudgy, but when the when a middle ground can be found, and you find a band which is you know able to harness both, it could be truly electrifying. And I'd, I'd suggest breaking entering close to perfected that union here. Although you know, probably you know to be fair, it's probably on the sludge end in terms of pace. It's it's absolutely brilliant. It's it you know it's like primitive man's ugly brother. It's powerful. Yeah. It's riotous. It's it's weirdly uplifting. I, I don't know. I got I got a lot of it. I really get, you know felt uh, powered by it. Um, in a way, like I realized, listen to it. You know, I'd be sat up and and grinning ear to ear. I'd like to hear more of this. I think I just want you know I want an album for this band now because this has wet my appetite. I've really got it. And then I should say yeah. well, the, the to live and die side is great as well. You know, it's only yeah, four checks yeah. whole thing. So we'll say it again, list list the whole thing. Yeah, hard to pick a winner here, really. Um both are fantastic and it, it mm. runs so smoothly together. So yeah, absolutely love it. So yeah, again, it's um sort of name your price, a digital record. Uh, it looks like they've got an EP out uh, from July this year and uh, from November 2020. So um, there is other stuff to listen to from Breaking and Entering as well. So, um, yeah, really good stuff. So if you want to hear this, you can go to breakingandenteringpv.bandcamp.com. Uh, this is a song called To Remember the Cult. <laughs>
So that was the sort of briefness of breaking and entering. Next up, uh, we've got something completely different and uh, completely different in length as well. So um, I was made aware of this by uh, Chris from uh, Sound Devastation Records, uh, who talks about new music almost constantly uh, via Instagram. So if you want to kind of uh, sort of check him out, we'll uh, include his uh, tag. Um, he's always kind of uh, bringing things to the fore that uh, I've never considered before. And this is one of them. Uh, a band called Ode and Elegy, who um, are from Palmer, New York. And um, they've released a single track. Uh, 55 minutes called Odin Elegy. And um, yeah, it's unbelievable. It's uh, It sort of shifts genres um, loads. It's kind of proggy. It's got um, chamber folk bits. It's got orchestral bits. It's got um, stuff that would sound not out of place on a, you know, Morrowind or Elder Scrolls game. Um, just so much going on in it. It moves through movements um, with such elegance and, um, and poise that I, I had to pick it. It's really a journey. Um, I know, Pete, you've maybe not had time to listen to the whole thing, uh, but you can be forgiven. I think 55 minutes of your time is um, is quite a lot, isn't it? it yeah, I, I nearly got there. I, I thought yeah. I had time this morning to get to that. You know, <laughs> I dipped in um, and then obviously got interrupted about half, half an hour through. Yeah. Um, yeah, I felt very culturedless to this actually at times, you know, mm. like you say, with the with the chamber music. I like the link to uh, the the reference to Elder Scrolls that that's a good one there um and then I like how we've got this up straight after playing Bugfight and Breaking Entering as well yeah. you know that's um it, it's a it's a great contrast I, you know it, there were bits where I realized my interest was waning and you know kind of dropping in and out with you know at one point I checked and it, it, 10 minutes had gone by and I kind of forgotten I was listening to it yeah. um I'm, but then I'm not necessarily the target audience of something as cerebral as this i guess you know let's be honest i, I, I do like it i think you, you know you've got to applaud it it's there's bits where you know there's a spike of energy just suddenly arrives from out of the quiet yeah. and it gives way to these adrenaline rushes it reminds me of that this is a terrible comparison but you know like in the olympics when you watch cycling for the only time in your life and there's that race called the omnium <laughs> Where they go around the track about yeah. three thousand times, but they go really slowly. But just suddenly, out of nowhere, go really fast for two laps. That's what it reminded me of when those fast ones. But you know, that's yeah, my, that precision. Yeah, yeah, that's my niece yeah. reference there. Um, so, <laughs> you know, and for all that, and I, I, I don't want to be, see, I, you know, I don't want to see any of this to be seen as cynical. Um, it, it's it's not something I'd venture into again, but it has to be applauded for its ambition. Even if it isn't for you, I think it's, it, it feels like this incredible piece of art. Definitely. Yeah, it, it just feels so ambitious and, and so well realised mm. that I was like, yeah, this is uh, this kind of deserves uh, a little bit of uh, attention. So, yeah, I'd, uh, like we say, <clears throat> it's best if you go and listen to the whole thing, but we're going to play a, a sort of like 10-minute excerpt. Um, hopefully this is one of the um, sort of fast cyclist parts, Pete. So um, <laughs> it'll please your um, yeah your Olympic comparison here. So yeah, absolutely love this. So you can get this at odeandelegy.bandcamp.com. I think it's only available um, on uh, digital there, but there is a CD version uh, sort of coming out via www.odeandelegy.com.
So that was the ever ambitious uh, Ode and Elegy there. Uh, next up, and to close this week's podcast, uh, a band called Might from Hanover in Germany. Uh, now, this is absolutely brilliant, Pete. I, I absolutely love it. It's um, ambitious. It, it kind of sounds, to me, it sounds like um, if 80s, like, weird pop made a metal record, um, <laughs> this is kind of the result. It's just mm. so, um, it's almost gothic um, and mysterious. It's like Susie and the Banshees or Kate Bush, like, meets... I don't know, like, um, I don't know, proto metal and, and stuff like that. It's absolutely brilliant. Really, really enjoyed this. Yeah. And then that's why, you know, that's why I liked about it as well. It, and it is, it's very hard to pigeonhole in mm. a really good way. You know, that's, that's a great thing. You know, that there's a, a bit of stoner in there, but not really. And it, it, you could pick out bits from across the, you know, across all alternate genres, I guess. But, but, it, it, there's no point you know it doesn't you wouldn't really get to it the whole, all you, you've got to do is listen to it and make your own minds up and, and actually just enjoy it for what it is that's what makes it so exciting it, it, you know it's out on exile on mainstream a label i've spoken about many many times you know i've, I've got an absolute unending love for that label because they've, they've brought to my attention such you know such incredible music over over more than 20 years you know across the length of running this site we've we've spoken about it before but they're still going strong they're still finding records like this you know as ever from their native germany you know we play so many german bands and it's always incredible you know there was a bit of this song reminding me of the band um a band we played last year called Witchfucker, who uh yes. changed the name to coltane um it's less doomed than that but in the same way that they've just got this open palette and you can't nail it down. And I just feel like that we're, we're richer for that as listeners. It feels special for it. Um, I, I think, you know, this is the second, I, I don't know if it's their second release, but it's definitely the second release I'm aware of from Might and, you know, I've, it's the second one I've heard. I, I, I think they deserve a lot of attention for this. And, you know, I, I just sincerely hope they get it. I hope they get the recognition this album deserves. Definitely, yeah. I think fully deserved, and what what a label to be on as well. I mean, um, mm. yeah, they, they mean a lot to us, and uh, you know, we've had friends sort of on that label as well. So great to see they're still unearthing great stuff like this. So yeah, really appreciate it. So if you want to hear this, uh, you can go to might.bandcamp.com. The album's called Abyss. Uh, we're going to play a song off it called Lost. We'll see you next week. <laughs>